Today on Sailor Moon, a child falls from the sky. A kid who dresses like me, who looks like me, and even worse, says she's me. And if that isn't bad enough, she wants the silver crystal. Who is she? And who are the strangers from the Negaverse who follow her? You just stay right there, and I'll show you. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And this week, oh, it's a big one. It is a turning point for the show. Yeah. It's Aiden is doing spirit fingers (laughs) in excitement. (laughs) What, Uh, What is spirit fingers? Jordan, have you not seen Bring It On? I have not. Jordan. Jordan, really? <gasps> oh my god, no. I've never. Is Jordan. it good? Oh, it's yes. so good. I'm that sounds kind of shocking to me. Bring it on is okay. All the bring it on sequels are terrible. <laughs> I went on a podcast just to talk about my unironic love of Bring It On. I talked about it for like an hour and a half. Yeah, wow. which is uh the podcast called Into It with L Collins <laughs> that everybody should check out. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Uh a lot of our uh previous guests have been on that show. There's an episode with uh Juliet Khan talking about uh Steven Universe. There's an episode with uh Betty is on talking about Total Divas, <laughs> the <laughs> WWE reality show. Okay. Uh and Aiden's on talking about uh Bring It On. But Jordan, like you sh- you need to see Bring It On. It's a legitimately <laughs> it's great. great movie. It's about cheerleaders yep yes okay. it is about cheerleading it's great don't watch any of the sequels though okay i mean i own all of the sequels oh wow in a box set that has stickers but they are not what you would call great movies or good movies okay welcome to bring it on business <laughs> yes we're gonna bring it on business uh no this is sailor business and today we are going to be watching episode 60 angel or devil the mysterious girl from the sky which is a big one and in order to watch that with us, you've already heard her voice. Uh, we've already gotten into conversations and identified her by name. <laughs> it is Aiden Sullivan. Welcome back to the show, Aiden. Hi. How are you? Oh, yeah, hanging in there. You doing good? I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to be here for this episode. I love this episode. <sighs> I I think we're going to have some complicated feelings about this episode. Yeah. It's a turning point and it's a major episode. And, I, and it's like, this is not one you can skip. No. Like if you are watching Sailor Moon at all, like you like this is the one of the ones you have to. Oh, can you skip the entire Doom Tree saga? Yes. yes. <laughs> but can you? Yes. Yes. Nothing happens. Well, they get their memories back. Sure. I, yeah, it doesn't matter. So it does you, not matter. You, could you? I'm trying to think what would happen. So you watch the episode where they do, they all die and they come back to life, and you see her wake up in the morning and she's running late and they're like, "Yes, we've given her a new life." And then you jump to this. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense, but you can buy <laughs> No, but you know what, you know what else <laughs> okay, doesn't make right. sense? The, the Doom, Doom Tree Saga. saga. Yeah. And you can just be like, oh, okay, they got their memories back. Now, you know, what's-his-face and Usagi are together. I think there are episodes in the Doom Tree Saga that are worth watching, but I think, like, overall, like, yeah, it is very skippable. It's very fillery. All right. Yeah, you, you can't skip this one, though. 
It is a it is a big one. So we're going to be getting into that. Now, Aiden, this is your fourth appearance on Sailor Business. So mm-hmm. your history with Sailor Moon has been well covered. It has. So if anybody wants to hear that, they can check out your previous appearances. I just really I use I use Sailor Moon to make out with people. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. That's my deal. It's a fact. It is. That's that's how my life got to this point. <laughs> Uh, but people can check that out. So instead of going through your history, I think we're going to do what we normally do and take some listener questions from uh, our friends on Twitter who follow at Sailor Business. Yeah, we've got lots and lots and lots of questions. Here's one from Ginny Otto. Question. Why is everyone so cool with cats being in public places anywhere that aren't allowed? Oh, I think uh, the second part is, is there anywhere there they aren't allowed? <laughs> yeah, like that. It, that's not... That's not as weird until you get to the part where they're like taking Luna and Artemis to the movies, right, and right. like yeah, because like I've visited New York, I've seen bodega cats, like I've seen you know yeah, but they show up everywhere. They're yeah. in, have you seen jazz club cats? No, I have <laughs> right. not. They're in jazz clubs. They're in movie studios. They're in they're in the school on a regular basis. But of all the things you could bring into like if I saw someone with like a cat just hanging out. I, w- I would be kind of weird out, but I don't like cats. Oh. You know, like there are, there are other, there are, you know, people bring little dogs everywhere. Also, also keep in mind that Luna and Artemis are extremely well behaved because they are sentient. Right. And they can just like lay on Usagi's shoulder. Right. And like, oh, if I saw a girl walking around with so like a cool. cat worn as an accessory on their shoulder. That would like, be pretty cool. I would be like, oh, that's weird that it's a cat, but it's like, it's not like a cat running around pooping in the corner. Yeah. You know? I would be so awesomely impressed and like so excited if I saw people just with cats like laying on their body, just being like, yeah, I just walk around with this cat. That would be amazing. You know, I thought I had a Christmas gift picked out for you, <laughs> but now I'm feeling like I should get one of those like uh, uh, air, airport pillows <laughs> and like just put a Luna head on it so that you can get the thrill of wearing a cat around your neck like Usagi does. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny actually that they totally should sell that they should totally yes. sell a luna airport pillow the list of sailor moon merchandise they should sell <laughs> very long that would be amazing there is that really great um we just saw uh Aiden and i just saw it. there's a uh is it eyeliner mascara oh it's lipstick it's lipstick it's it, and the the container is shaped like the transformation pen which is really really awesome it's pretty great I might need it, but it's like only in Japan and you have to like go through a proxy to buy stuff from Japan. If you live in America and just, it's too complicated. Yeah. If there's no like one click buy, I'm like, no, it's not, not <laughs> for me. <laughs> Here's another question. This one is from Ron Ron. Ron Ron says, yo, sailor business. How far has, <laughs> how far has crack shot? Sailor business wraps. <laughs> how far is crack shot in Steven universe? And do you think Sailor Moon would have the same issue with fandom on Tumblr as Steven Universe? Yes, absolutely yes. Yeah, I think I think it's a pretty I mean for those who I don't really want to summarize the whole thing. It's so unpleasant. It's it's just it's it's fandom in general is really terrible. Like really bad. Like it's super <laughs> it's really toxic. Except our listeners though. Our <laughs> listeners are great. Are, are you saying all fandom is toxic? Yeah, it super is. In all fandom, there will be someone who is just terrible and abusive and toxic, and that's well, just how fandom works. Sure, because in all life, there is someone. Exactly, who's that's okay. what I mean. Okay, you, but yeah. you made it sound like fandom itself was the problem. No, 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 no. But like, I don't. You know, it's all. It's all like it's when it's when you get enough like te- teenagers in a place, and then when you add anonymity. To it, it just gets it gets real complicated and real shady real fast. How far 
are you in Steven Universe? I'm trying Jordan? to figure that out right now. It's been a while since we've watched. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think, you got to catch up, Jordan. I know. I think the last episode I watched was. I think the last one I watched was. Ooh, nope, because I saw that one too. I'm at Space Race. I watched Secret Team. I don't think I saw Island Adventure. Secret well, Team is pretty good. You're pretty. You're pretty deep into it then. Like you. Um... Well, that's in season one, which has 52 episodes. Yeah. See, I mean, season one's really like. Like you and season two doesn't have that many episodes. Yeah, season two is only like ten episodes in, I think. Yeah, if that. No, it's, yeah. according to this, it's twenty-one episodes in oh. season two. Okay. Is it? Well, the, because they showed them two at a time. Oh, okay. That's so, so yeah, I'm uh, the last one I saw. I think was Secret Team. I don't. I, I like the, the 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 brief summary of Island. No, no, never mind. I did see Island Adventure. Where he takes the two of them to an island by accident. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I saw Be- Keep Beach City Weird. Damn. Did okay. And I saw it? Fusion yeah. Cuisine. Did I see Garnet? Oh, Fusion Cuisine's really good. That, that was, was really, really funny. funny. So like here, this is the way that I can ask this without being uh, really spoilery. Has Jasper shown up yet? I don't think so. That doesn't. Okay, you would familiar. know. Okay, you would know you would. if Jasper had shown up. Yeah, you're you're in for some you're in for some good good stuff. Okay, you're in for some good good songs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. Jordan, are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I just it's just been a while since we since we put it on. But yeah, it's super fun. It's super fun. Let's see. Okay. Hey James wants to know, Amy Makoto, who confessed their love first? What was their first date? Uh well, I mean obviously Makoto. Amy's not going to confess her oh, love. Oh no, first. it was Amy. You think it was Amy? What? Oh, absolutely. How? Why? Because Makoto would be too nervous about it. That's that's fair. I just feel like Makoto would have a worse time hiding her emotions. <laughs> No, well, Makoto would be confused because prior to Amy, she had only been into dudes, mm. and she would be kind of confused. Like, she wouldn't want to overstep that because she also really values Amy as a friend, and, like, she doesn't want to say anything before, you know, she's really sure about herself, and Amy's just like, hey, you're cute. You want to go on a date? You think MathBook would walk up to uh, yes. Makoto and say that? Yeah, why not? She doesn't, like, has she ever been rejected before? She doesn't know what it feels like. Oh, I mean, I guess that's true. So, like, <laughs> Amy has never been rejected. She has the bravery of, like, a the per- of someone who has never experienced failure. But no, but but she but she was, uh, no one at school liked her. She was a brain school reject when yeah. she first showed up. All the other kids didn't like her. She yeah. wasn't popular. Yeah, so. So she probably, she probably knows that, that feeling. She probably has she those She knows what it's like to be lonely but not rejected. Yeah, she uh, never, because she never pursued romance. Yeah. Yeah, she certainly never pursued Gweg. And she Aww. never really and she never really pursued like friendship, you know? Like she's always like she is uh she is um introduced as like, oh yeah, that's Amy. She's just like alone. Like it's not like like yeah, she's kinda weird, but like it's kinda weird that she is alone. Not this, she's this is alone Amy. because she she's takes weird. comfort in numbers. Yeah, exactly. What do you think is their first uh, date? Uh probably, probably at, at at the coffee shop at Cafe Noah. Yeah, something low key, yeah. I think. Do you think that they would be like now, this gets into, like, I guess the, the kind of sad part of it. Like, do you think they would be like, we don't want to go places where people know us because we don't want them to know we're doing this? Or no. You think they'd just like, be like, forget it, we're doing this? Amy Amy doesn't Amy doesn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> and uh, if anybody, like, who's going to say something to Makoto? <laughs> yeah, she's towering over them at 5'7". Anything more to say about the, the, the their first date? Was it, was it romantic? I mean, I think it, if it's, if Makoto was the one who confessed, they would, like, Go back to Makoto's place and Makoto would make a nice dinner. But if it's Amy, it's definitely like, oh, we're going to get coffee. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a real cash, low-key thing. Yeah, because, like, and and feeling out that difference between, like, we're really good friends and, like, we're romantically interested in each other. Like, it's a good – it would be something – 
you know, where they can kind of ease into that. Yeah, and it would have to be something that, like, wasn't just hanging out. Like, yeah. they, they would not, like, go to the Hikawa Shrine. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it would have to be something where, like, they have to specifically pair off in and, a non-friend setting. And also something that is low, like, low risk. Yeah. Enough to where, like, maybe it doesn't really work out. Like, yeah. they can be like, okay, well, we'll just hang out as friends. Though. Yeah. It's coffee date. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Fair romantic. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you guys know sports, but here's one from Antonio T. Strange that says, if the Sailor Scouts had a basketball team, what positions would they play? And would Luna be the coach? Go, go, point guard? If you wanted to ask me about hockey. Power forward. <laughs> yeah, I don't know basketball at all. I don't either. <laughs> this is the wrong crowd. Yeah. No, I feel bad. This is like a, a stereotype. Shoot, shoot, shoot the J. I know Steph Curry is really good. That's who everyone's talking about right now. <laughs> Uh, oh well. All I like, all I know is that that you you want to be a Jordan, you settle for a Pippin. That's all I know. <laughs> Stephen Bush is challenging us, Chris, by asking, oh. "Why is Melvin feeding Molly weird, but taking pictures of girls eating is cool and good?" Because I assume that Usagi took that picture of of yeah, it's of context. Ami. It's context. Yes, yeah, but like, Chris, you yourself have taken these pictures it was not another girl who took these pictures for you no but like i like <laughs> do you mean of aiden eating a hamburger yeah yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're in a committed we're a relationship <laughs> okay and i and i like said hey i want to take your picture like i'm eating the hamburger like that's why okay. that happened you, you had permission yes of right. course it's i had like, permission it's like i saw someone i saw someone on the internet once be like what's the difference between seeing a girl in her bra and panties and seeing a girl in her swimsuit and someone's like because usually if you're seeing a girl in her bra and panties she doesn't want to see you or, or you to see her like you're being you're the weird one like if she's in a bikini she chose to be in a bikini out in public but very rarely does someone choose to be in their underwear in public so it's it's all about context right and that guy knows that why is he being weird yeah like he knows he knows if some creep was being weird at him and then a friend was doing the same thing he knows that it's totally different yeah also melvin is like has like a shrimp and he's like pushing yeah. it against Molly's yeah. face. It's very odd. And she's like, no, I don't want to eat this. Like, it's so weird. She like, don't, wasn't. Don't, com- don't you compare the pure, innocent beauty of Ami Mizuno eating a hamburger to that weird food fetish of uh, Naru and uh, Umino? <laughs> All right. You know what I like? I like that there's no crossover questions uh, this week. Good job, guys. Good job, everybody. Uh, although I did actually get asked this week uh, if uh, we could talk about the similarities between Supergirl and Chibusa. Uh, but I think we really need to save that until Chibusa gets her magical flying horse boyfriend. So spoilers, though, uh, Kara and Brini are basically the exact same person. They're not. They're exactly the same person, Jordan. Fine, whatever. We'll move on to another question. This is from Heavenly King, who wants to know, is it true that podcasts are very popular with young people these days? I, I mean, I guess. I guess so. We, we could be more popular, though. Uh, I hope all of you, our loyal trash piles, are telling your friends to listen to Sailor Business. Um, there's actually a, a similar question from Heavenly King 3, and they say, uh, podcasts are very popular on the moon. Have you considered holding a competition for listeners to be a guest host that will secretly help you discover who the moon princess is? But, okay, but, like, we know who the moon princess is. It's, uh, like, can I have, like, one second? Can I have one second? Because it's, it's Usagi Tsukino, age 14, blood type O. Uh, like, I say it every episode. Have you not been paying attention? Like, and, and more importantly, 
as much as we would like the moon princess to guest host the show like the moon princess isn't real uh actually um i sort of have this before you ask i've tried it and uh it works uh and i do not look good in a sailor skirt (laughs) is that a is that a cutie moon rod when did you get a cutie moon rod and how did you get a cutie moon rod my cat kind of pooped it out this morning, which is way more gross in real life, by the way. Wait, but is your cat a people? Wait, no. Uh, are you are you a Sailor Moon? Kind of. Yeah, I, I cannot. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this is happening. I mean, I can't believe this is happening to you instead of me. I, Jordan, I'm sure you're a great Sailor Garden and all, but my hobbies are eating, sleeping and taking the easy way out. And I'm pretty sure my superpower is friendship. I should be Sailor Moon. I'm sorry, man. I do have some good news, though. Although you might not think it's good news. Um, Obviously, the whole Sailor Moon thing is meant to be secret from everyone. But I told you, because my cat pooped this out just before we started recording, and I think it's meant to be yours. Oh, is that a transformation pin? Oh, I'm a Sailor Scout, too. Awesome. Uh, Am I Jupiter? No, you're... um... Am I Venus? uh, Okay, Uh, I get it. I'm Mars. I'll be Mars. No, dude. Your Mercury. You uh, get a new computer out of it, and you'll be able to have amazing bubble baths from now on. I hate... I, I literally hate everything. And everyone right now, and all of you are banned? You're all banned. Editor's note, I think it would be best for everyone if we pretend this never happened. Alright, so let's let's just get let's get into the episode, yeah. Jordan. Yeah, there's a lot to get into. There, oh, oh boy, is there. Uh, in case you are just catching up with us... Uh, and you want to go watch it for yourself. This is episode 60, Angel or Devil, the Mysterious Girl from the Sky, a.k.a. A.k.a. Serena times two. <laughs> well, they really, really, like for once, the Japanese title does not spoil the episode. And the American title totally does. Kind of. I uh, did tell you that it took me until I was like 30 years old to get that Rini was a shortened form of Serena, right? Yeah, I, and I it think it did not occur to me. Too. I think it took me a while, too, but I don't think it took me that long. I do think it took me a while. Let's talk about this. Oh, Chris, another thing. This episode, I believe, represents... Uh, there's a couple of things I'll mention that are different. We talked last time about they didn't do the music for the intro. There is no intro this time. Yeah, there's no... because. Because we're all just going to pretend the Doomtree saga didn't happen. No, no, but <laughs> none of it will ever be brought up again. No, no, but remember, they're not usually flashbacks. They're usually previews. Oh, it's usually true. them going, here's what's going to happen this episode. And they didn't just didn't do it this time. I guess they just really didn't want to spoil this one. <laughs> this, I mean, this episode has a lot of weird tension that would kind of be undercut by, who's this little girl with my hairstyle? Why does everybody know who she is? Yeah, it, it sure would. We'll have to check next episode if they bring it back or not. But before we get to the mysterious girl from the sky, first, we got Rubius. We got the Black Moon Clan. I love these guys. They're, they're great. Like They well, are the best. I mean, I've said before, they have like a skewed level of importance in my mind because of the fact that uh, in the original run of the show in America, the show cut off in the middle of their story. Yes. So in my mind, like they were the ultimate thing that's happening. And then it's like, but then we never find out what happens with them. And they're not actually like the most important characters that she ever fights. But like at that time, I was like, they are like the 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 the, the top thing. They are the thing that she never gets past that I've seen. That said, like now, again, I've only seen 
up through R. So I don't like I don't know anything that happens in S or or Super, but I do really feel like the Black Moon Clan is a step up from the Dark Kingdom because it takes the stuff that's really fun about the Dark Kingdom and the, the Dark Kingdom has those weird interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. like how like everyone hates Jedi, Kunzite hates Nephrite, and Zoicide is in love with Kunzite, but Kunzite does not care. <laughs> Like all of that, like the Black Moon Clan is all weird relationships, like all weird family relationships. Uh, And they get like a much more interesting ending than just kind of turning into glitter and ascending into heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, the Black Moon Clan is like my favorite thing that Sailor Moon. Yeah. I love, like, I love everything about them. I love that they're all sisters who hate each other. (laughs) I love their outfits. I love that they're obsessed with how they look. I love their, like, uh, and I, I love how they end up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the we should say, like, the designs for the Black Moon Clan were... So good. They're so great. And they're, they're like, inspired by actual, like, high fashion stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like like runway shows that yeah. uh, Naoko Takeuchi based their designs on, which you can go see. And it's, like, super weird to see, like, a model just walking down the runway dressed as Catsy. <laughs> like, because that is the exact outfit. Uh, but I love... They're, they're so great. Now, that's amazing that you called her Catsy. Because that's her deke name. Yes. I, I'll tell you, I think I'm going to have a harder time calling them by their Japanese names than even I do with Serena and Darian and Molly and Melvin. Because I didn't even know they had different names until I watched this episode. Right. When so, they, so Katsy is, is Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rubius is Rubius, right? Rubius yeah. is Rubius. Okay. Um, but then the deke names are Katsy, Birdie, Avery, and Prisma. And I don't know... Again, well, I didn't even know they had different names, so I have no idea what they are. Well, those are those are Bert, good names yeah. too. Well, Bertha is Birdie, and then Catsy uh, is Cohen. Catsy is Cohen. Pets is Prisma, and Cal- Calaveras is Avery. Okay, so not that that helps you. Yeah, yeah but. I'm I'm gonna have a terrible time. Like, but my first note was Catsy because I actually we've been building up to another character premiering in this episode and i totally forgot that this was the premiere of them too when i saw katsy i was like holy shit katsy's in this like this is nuts yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh katsy's great katsy is my favorite of of the black like i love all the black women clan but katsy is like far and away she's great like she's great like and this like it is immediately great like she's fantastic in this episode and also they are living in a floating kryptonite palace mm-hmm High above Tokyo. It's like a spaceship, right? I I guess it's well, like a time from, well, ship. Well, they're from the planet Nemesis, uh, which which is the fictional 10th planet. Which is also where Bandora is from. Yeah. In, uh, Power Ranger, in uh, Kyo Ryuger, I guess. Rita Repulsa for, uh, for, you, okay. for you Americans, you casuals. Oh, shut up. I do remember Rita Repulsa. Yeah, in in the Japanese version of the show, she is also from Nemesis. It's a crossover. Oh, no, it's banned. It's banned. <laughs> so, yes, they are floating high above uh, the Tokyo Tower in their kryptonite palace uh, looking for rabbit. <laughs> They're looking for rabbit, yeah, which is even saying that, which is even less of a like it's one thing when you're looking for the moon princess and you're running around with bunny moon but then when you're looking for a rabbit and you're looking and you're running around with bunny and little bunny <laughs> like that's why did why don't they just call her what why do they call her rabbit in english as though it is a code name why don't they just call her usagi well they're looking for chibi right yeah yeah but like i feel like if they said oh we're looking for usagi that would have been like really that would have been switch. yeah that would have been a good a tease because you wouldn't know if they were looking for big usagi or little usagi 
you find out, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess I didn't think of it as being mysterious because I already knew that they were looking for her. Yeah, I mean, like, they're obviously all looking for Chibiusa, but, you know. So I remember they're liking for, Birdie a lot, too, but she doesn't get to say or do much very much in this episode. No, the, this episode is almost all uh, Cohen, uh, a.k.a. Katzi. So we're going to get more of them as the, the show goes on. But, yeah, they're they're all really good. Uh, I like I like them all. I like pets. Like <laughs> Tell you what I don't like, though. This fucking rowboat. <laughs> this is their classic date. I wrote down the boat date again. Like. This it is, is this is they what the third or fourth dates. times we've seen this boat date. We well we've seen uh Memoru first of all, Memoru took uh uh Ray on a boat date. Oh, that's, so it's his go-to. That's like right. that's like when I make my roast that I always make. Like that's what I always make when I'm like, oh cookie dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like that that roast is like my go-to. Memoru's go-to is a fucking rowboat. Boat date on the lake. That's right. I forgot he took Ray. Damn. That's so, not this right. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, what's your go-to? I, Ukulele serenade? <laughs> I never... I didn't date much. So I don't really have a go-to date. I'm, I'm like the Amy of this situation. Hard. Sorry. My go-to is really dramatic mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. If, you know what? If we're counting stuff like that, then my go-to yeah. back in the day, like when I was, you know, a teenager for sure... It was absolutely phone talking. Phone talking? I know that's a weird thing like, to say. Like just talking to someone on the telephone? That's Jordan, that's not like a That's a That's not like a date. That's just something you do. I don't think well, that counts. A mixtape isn't a date. No, but listen, what I'm telling you no, is No, a mixtape is a gesture. Yeah. No, you don't understand. Because it's I'm really I, I, I used to be really good at talking on the phone and I that's a weird thing to say. But I people it. really really sure. liked it and I'm not saying like I was like, oh, I'll do this thing. Like it was just the thing I did automatically. But that would be like the way I got all the girls I dated to like me was by like talking to them for a long time on the phone. And I mean, for a long time, like I literally at one point, me and a girl fell asleep on the phone together and woke up the next morning still on the phone going, oh, what? Oh, hi. Like it was really weird. This was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. Also, this you, was tie, you were you were tying up a phone line. Yeah, this was this was tying up a phone line. This was the 90s. This was when uh, the phones all had cords and. uh yeah, it was weird. I'm charmed by this. <laughs> That's adorable. Girl. So when, when whereas when now I don't want to talk on the phone ever. Now I'm like, oh, why are we on this fucking thing? Get yeah, off. I was gonna say, <laughs> the, the closest thing you do to that today is this show yeah. talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, so Which that's why all of our a lot of uh, fanfic suggestions that were slash fiction. Well, I was going to say that's why all our listeners are in love with me. There you go. Mm. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're you're the Moonlight Zero or Midnight Zero of uh, yes. the casting world. So um, yeah, it's it's a fun. damn boat date. So look, we've seen it with Ray. This has got to be. I think we've seen it. This is the second time we've seen it with Usagi, plus the time in the musical. No, I was counting the time in the musical. I don't think we actually did see him and Usagi go on one. We said we just saw the um the Ray date and the musical date. I feel like date. we've seen them. We also we just saw the teacher go on that date, or at least go to the park next to the boat date. Is this a very popular thing in Japan in the nineties? Going rowboating, boat dates. <laughs> I, it's it's kind of romantic. Is I mean, it? I'm well, gonna type in Japan boat, boat dates. Lake. See what I don't like. I don't like open water. Are you? It's well, it's not open because you can see the shore the entire no, time. I don't like it. You can who definitely. Knows, who knows what's underneath? Well, the I mean, I'm sure you could stand in that water. I don't want to take that chance. Also, it is crystal clear, I'm as you can see. Very frightened. I wrote that is true. I wrote does not enjoy the water. Japan boat date, and I mostly got pictures of watches, so I don't <laughs> know what that means. 
Uh, one very important thing to note in this. Now we've always, you know, we always take a moment to talk about uh, the fashions of Sailor Moon. Usagi is wearing a very, very cute green dress and green uh, short sleeve cardigan combo. It's really cute. Uh, Mamoru got new pants, new pants, what? new shirt. Mamoru has been rocking two outfits. He's got his no. purple pants, his black shirt, and his green jacket, and he's got his workout outfit where he wears four shirts. He had more than just that. Mm, oh, okay. He had a tuxedo, and he well, had yes. unoffensive uh, uh, Middle Eastern costume. I think he had more, but whatever. It's fine. Pink he, shirt and khakis. Yeah, new look are, for Memo. These are very... And those khakis are pressed. <laughs> yes, they are. They are, they are stiff. They're starched. <laughs> Uh, so Usagi is really enjoying this this boat date with her thirty-six-year-old uh, boyfriend. Twenty-one, maybe. You keep saying that like it helps. It helps a <laughs> tiny bit. No. Oh, just a tiny bit, guys. A tiny bit. Okay. You should like. You should. Why don't you just say seventeen? Like he's supposed to be in the manga. Because when he's I definitely was... not in this. <laughs> Go ahead. When Pause. I was in high school, he's dressed like a grandpa. He's wearing a leather weave belt. Duh. When I was in high school, we would. I was in the. <laughs> All right, I was really cool, and I was really into the <laughs> Minneapolis ska scene. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. And it was a bunch of shitty teenagers, and then, like, one 21-year-old, and we were all, like, 15, 16. Sure. And everyone was like, wow, Paul is, like, so cool. Like, he's hanging out with us. He's, like, really, he's, like, a really chill dude, you know? And I was like, why the fuck is this 21-year-old hanging out with children? We're babies. Why doesn't he have his own friends? You were and the only turned, one who realized I was that? the only one who realized that. And then it, and then I kind of like left that group. And then later I heard that Paul ended up being a huge fucking weirdo, like a huge creep to some of the girls. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Who called that? It was Aiden. <laughs> it was Aiden and I know everything. Wow. You're all dumb. That's so weird because I was sure that story was going to end with, oh, and it turned out that it was a miracle romance. Oh. And they were destined moon lovers. So, Sometimes anyway. there's happy endings. Okay. So, oh, really? Are there ha you, you're, you, Jordan White, are going to say this story has a happy ending right now at this point. <laughs> Right before what is about to happen happens. No, that's not the ending. ending. That's the that's the unhappy middle part. It's so like right now you have this pause on Usagi and her grandfather kissing, <laughs> oh, and it's so you can't tell from looking at him that he's that it's much older so, than her. He's like three feet taller than her. But that's just the way they and draw like, men. And has like a like a mustache. He does not. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> He has a full beard. <laughs> he's so, like it's so. I think he's got a cell phone holster. It's so uncomfortable. It may like he's wearing pleated ass pants right now, <laughs> and she's so. And like, and I totally buy that Usagi's like so in love with him, and I totally buy that he's a weird creep. He's a weird creep who didn't go. Hey, we're just gonna be friends until you and for a while. Like that's what he should do. Like, how I is that it. any like, less buy... creepy? How is that any no, less creepy? No. Because because they are Dustin Moon lovers, and I totally buy that they're Dustin Moon lovers. That doesn't mean they have to be Dustin Moon lovers when she's fourteen and he's sixty five. Like, right. They can wait a few years. That's actually. They can, like, they can like wait until she you know matures and like actually becomes an adult and isn't a literal child. <laughs> that, that's actually, you know what I mean. That's a song by the Vandals uh, called Fourteen. <laughs> And the song is the song is literally a guy singing to his girlfriend about how much he loves her. And then the chorus is, "But I can't make love to you because you're 14." <laughs> Bro, 
And I'm not I'm not talking about the whole like oh, I'm gonna wait until you're 18. You that's what it sounds look. like. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about wait until she matures into an adult because I also think that 18 year old shouldn't be having sex at all. <laughs> Still a teenager. I just Ken, wanna... vote, Ken vote can't drink. Yeah, that's not that's that, weird. that 18 to 21 year old also should not also should be focusing on your studies. <laughs> okay, Amy. <laughs> oh, but by the way, just just gonna head this one off. If you are about to email or tweet to us about the age of consent in Japan, do not do that. I will literally murder you. <laughs> do not do that. I will find you. I will track your IP and I will murder you. Why? Is it 14? Because you're, you're a creep. <laughs> no, but it's even not. I'm joking. I'm like, joking. people always say that, but it's actually not. Moving on. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so, she, so they're having a little cute say, moment. Like, a romantic <laughs> moment. They do have what could charitably be called a romantic moment, but like Memoru, like the the kiss, like the the kissing pose. I am putting my hand on Aiden's face the way Memoru's hand is. This is this is the most this is the most awkward. Like he is like palming her face in a very weird way. Uh, so as they are kissing, wait, suddenly, wait, wait, wait. No, before we get to that, I have something else I need to talk about. Oh, okay. Because it's something dumb about the kiss. Let's say, regardless of, because I think this doesn't matter, even if you don't like their relationship, regardless of whether you think this is a romantic kiss that they're sharing or makes you want to barf, uh, what the Deke dub did is incredibly strange and incredibly dumb. Okay. Darian leans in to kiss her. He kisses her. And then while he is kissing her, he speaks aloud, saying... <laughs> Something to this effect. I'm, I'm, I don't have. I didn't write it down, but it's something to this effect. Um, Serena, have you been chewing that? <laughs> have you been chewing that really sticky bubble gum? Because I think I'm stuck. What? <laughs> what? Serena, have you been chewing that really sticky bubble gum? Did they like? <laughs> Why would they do that? Did they think they needed to add like a little bit of comedic tension? Because like the next thing that happens is going to be like silly and funny. Yes. Like yeah. it's a like, why would they why would they interrupt <laughs> what is ostensibly supposed to be the romantic moment of the show? I don't know. Like, it was look, so despite stupid. Our feelings. We are supposed to like these two together. <laughs> yes. Like we're not supposed to think this is a bad idea. We do. Yeah, it's that's so that weird. happens. I don't know why I, they would do that, but that's what they do. I like. Okay, look. We've talked about guests we want to have on the show. Sasha Banks, obviously. Mm -hmm. Any like any of the voice actors would be amazing. I would love to talk to someone who is in charge of like localizing and adapting this show. Like, who is making the decision about the rewrites? Like, I just want to talk about that weird process because there's so many questions. <coughs> why cousins? Mm -hmm. Why like why this? Like, why any of this? Yeah. So okay, in the Japanese version, it's a very tender, romantic, yes. face touching mm -hmm. moment, and in the uh, dub, it's a ridiculous stuck together by bubblegum moment, which doesn't even make sense. No, uh, like there is no bubblegum so strong that it can cement your faces together. <laughs> Was, was somebody at Deke just like uncomfortable with the length of this kiss? It's a long it kiss. Go on quite a bit. It's a long kiss, but I think it's that's well, whatever. It's a long kiss. So uh, they are kissing, and all of a sudden, from out of the sky, drops the Luna pee. <laughs> which, if you don't know what it is, it's a weird floating basketball Luna head. Yeah, they call it the Luna Ball in the Deke Dub, which I think makes a lot more sense. I don't know why it's called the Luna Pee. Uh, it wait, falls wait, and wait, bonks. wait, wait. Spoilers, I think I might remember. Oh, okay. Isn't it, is, isn't it Sailor Pluto? The Luna Pee? Yeah. Is it? It is. You're right. I think so. It is. 
It does. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's who's speaking to her through the Luna P. Oh, oh, so it's speaking to her through yes, it. It's not actually. Okay. <laughs> I thought like, you were saying, oh, like, I do not remember yeah, yeah, Sailor goes, Pluto being transformed into a cat head. Luna P uh, transformation right. into Sailor Pluto. <laughs> yeah, okay. Darian, I meant... You're totally right. It is. Okay, yeah, so right. that makes sense then. Okay, so the Luna P falls out of the sky and bonks Darian on the head. And then he gets like a sweat drop because he doesn't know what <laughs> just happened. mark? And then... this? And then there's a swirl of pink clouds in the sky, and from out of the sky falls Chibiusa, landing directly on Usagi's head and, and knocking her out of the kiss. Smooches the hell out of the mama room. Yeah, which ooh, I'm glad that's I, I'm glad that's not any weirder than it already is. I love this entrance so much. I love it because it's ridiculous. I love that a uh, I love that a five year old is stealing Mamaru from another child. <laughs> I love, and then I love that the next thing that happens is this tiny child pulls a gun on Usagi. Yeah, let's, that is well, my favorite okay. moment of all of Sailor Moon. Let's slow, go through this slowly, real quick. slowly. Yeah, it's, it's it's a funny moment because Usagi gets a butt to the head. I mean, it's yes. pretty humorous. And is then like looks up and goes, "Who's who's smooching Mamaru?" And is immediately jealous like before anything else happened she's immediately jealous of this child who very clearly like just fell on her yeah and then okay so this pink-haired girl falls out of the sky we see a key on her on her necklace that is not going to matter in this episode <laughs> oh, Usagi yeah, immediately yeah, gets jealous and then the intro of chibiusa is great like yeah. this next like three minutes mm -hmm. is fantastic because chibiusa like turns around Gives Usagi a withering look. <laughs> With, by the way, her red eyes. Yeah, red pupils. Yeah. Somebody do a, a, a Punnett square and tell me how you get, like, blue eyes, blonde hair, and brown eyes, black hair, gives you pink hair, red eyes. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. This is uh, Usagi and Mamoru's child from the future. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I guess spoilers. That's Everybody spoiler. knows that, though, right? Well, well. Do you guys happened? really do spoilers for a show that's been no, out for don't. twenty years? Look, honey, I think we mentioned that on episode one. All right. Good. The the thing is, Usagi goes, "Who are you?" And Chibiusa turns around and goes, "I'm Usagi Tsukino." Yeah. And no, and first of all, nobody goes, "That's weird." That is my name. Yeah. They just go, "That's my hairstyle." Yeah. How dare you take my signature look? Which. Understand when I see I have I have red hair with a blonde streak in it, kind of like Rogue from X Men. And when I see someone walking down the street with a similar hairstyle, I immediately have my hackles up. I'm like, who's this bitch? How dare she? Uh, she is totally ripping off my look, but in a worse way, and I am offended. So I understand why these two why these two young ladies. I like how you think that, but even you were like, yeah, you know, like Rogue from the X Men. Yeah. Wait, but hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You guys. I'm trying to decide, trying to find out if you guys are portraying this differently or if it's different in different versions. She doesn't say she's Usagi Tsukino. She says, "I'm Usagi." I'm Usagi. She says, "I'm Usagi." Okay, I guess, yeah. And then, and then, she so, like, goes, I guess she would be uh, Usagi Chibo. Oh, possibly. Usagi, Usagi the fourth. <laughs> so then she goes, "Yeah, and who are you? And why are you?" And and she, and Chibi, accuses regular of stealing her hairstyle. Yeah. To clarify, yes. okay, I just wanted to make sure it was clear. Chibi accuses Usagi of stealing her hairstyle. And I feel like in in the Deke version, doesn't she go, because I seem to remember this from when I was like 15, doesn't she go like, you know, hey, that's my hairstyle. And Chibi also goes, it's my mom's hairstyle. Yes. Like, just yes. in case you didn't, like, in case, 
Because you don't quite get it yet. Absolutely. That does happen in the deke dub. So, and so Usagi goes, no, this is my, I'm Usagi Tsukino. Like just hollers it. Yeah, she calls, everyone. she calls her hairstyle a Usagi Tsukino trademark. So, then this child goes, oh, you're Usagi Tsukino. I'm going to murder yeah. you. Pulls out a 45, pulls out an automatic handgun. And puts it directly to Usagi's head. Who? <laughs> and... It's amazing. Wait, now, the part that makes no sense is, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Yusagi stood up. She yeah. fell down yes, onto the ground. Did. She stands back up, apparently sees this gun and hits the floor, which yeah. I yeah. guess is sensible if a child yeah. is waving a gun around. And Member's like, uh, and two years ago goes, move and she dies. <laughs> which is like raw as hell. I love it. Now, but here's and the looking, and she's looking for the silver crystal. Yes, which Usagi's like, oh, you're talking about. To, to, to Usagi's credit, yeah, she's like, you're just gonna have to kill me. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, Usagi knows exactly what the silver crystal is and has it on her. Yeah, it's all, like it's visible. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, no, not on this outfit. Uh, yeah. Not on yeah. this outfit. <laughs> Only now, when she goes to school. Right, <laughs> but now, now, okay, to 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 make sure we are aware of this, obviously, obviously, there's no gun in the deep dub. Just wanted to clarify that. Right. I was going to ask. No, What's she, the, she asks, she just says out loud, like, give me the silver crystal. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? No. And then she just goes, all right, I have other ways of getting what I want. Again, they like do the weird shit where they like reverse her falling from the sky. Like she just like disappears, like leaps away. Gone. <laughs> See that? That's. That's like somehow even weirder than this five-year-old pulling out a handgun <laughs> yeah. in Japan. In Japan, where guns are illegal. Uh, so, like, by the way, if there was ever a time for some motherfucker to throw a rose, this is it, right? <laughs> yeah. When someone has a gun to her head, yeah. Like, this is the time to like knock somebody's hand away, right? right? No, remember, just like hanging back, like, well, this this five-year-old with a gun said I shouldn't move, so I, I guess Usagi's gonna die. Yeah, miracle romance. So, but like. This is a form of torture. Like this is this specifically. Hold, no, I'm serious. Holding a gun to someone's head and making believe, like telling them that they are going to die, and then pulling the trigger and it being like and and then like it, it, it's a fake gun. That is a form of torture. Like specifically banned. Like you cannot do that to prisoners of war. The the, the part the with the convention doesn't apply to Crystal Tokyo. The no. Crystal Tokyo never signed that treaty. She does not give a shit. The ban part must be the the shooting with the fake gun, right? Like cuz you must be allowed to hold a gun to someone's head, right? I Not when they're like not, not when they've already yeah. been Not after prisoners of war. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So I mean, uh, let's well, mark that down as the first war crime yeah. <laughs> that will be tried for at the end of Sailor Moon R. So I mean cuz here's the thing, she she comes off very different to me in the Japanese version than she does in the in the American. So, I mean, the character that I've been ranting about all this time is definitely 100% Rini and not Chibiusa, yes. which is not to say that I'm going to like Chibiusa. I don't know. But I'm just saying she's very different She because she, she's a lot more <laughs> together. She's a lot more conniving and she's a lot more serious. Like even just the tone of her voice when she's talking in the in the Japanese sounds like so deadly serious, whereas like the annoying little little girl voice that of the of the of the Deke is worse. I also like as we were watching these episodes, I was like, I love Chibi Usa here. I love this episode. I love I love that she's she's just the worst, and I love that. But like 
as the series progresses, she just becomes a regular five-year-old girl. And I don't like children. And like, there's, there's like a, I mean, I don't, I don't mind children. I like my, I like my friends' kids. Like, like I like being a good aunt. But like, five-year-olds kind of suck. Like, they're kind of, they're whiny. They're your most kid. Pathetic. They are. They're they're children. <laughs> That's the whole point of children. So like. It, it probably says a lot about me that I like like the sociopath character much more than I like well, the actual five year old character, but I do. I think what comes off, <clears throat> what what doesn't always come off well with Chibiusa in general and with Rini in particular, yeah, is her desperation, like mm. how scared she is. Yeah. Uh, which why did they like why send her to yeah. do any of this? Like, but and I, and it's not fair. Like it's not fair to the character of Rainey to be for me to be like, oh fucking kids. But like that is how, especially in the American version, which is the yes. one that obviously we all saw first, she just comes off as super whiny and not Yeah. Like you said, not like that desperation. Rini Rini plays way worse than Chibiusa does. And like yes. I'm not a huge fan of Chibiusa either, but like the one thing that Chibiusa does better, and because of stuff like like, you know, immediately pulling a gun on her future mother, <laughs> which uh, how's that plan supposed to work? <laughs> but she's a kid and she's desperate and she's scared and she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And when that, when you finally kind of get to that breakdown that she has later in, in Sailor Moon R, as opposed to American Sailor Moon, it, it plays a little better, but I feel like it's, there's something that I want to talk about when we got to the end of this episode, but you know, the title asks angel or devil, the mysterious girl from the sky. And this episode leans real hard into devil. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to like Rini or Chibusa in this episode, or or if we're supposed to think she's an annoyance. Like, are we supposed to be on her side or Usagi's side? And I think that's by design. I mean, that is the title of the episode, but I think it makes it. I think they lean real hard into making her confusing and angry. Yeah. Uh, in a way that makes it hard to like her later. Um, but I do think she comes off better in the Japanese version than than in the American by far. So agreed. Okay, let's see. So where did we leave off? She well, so she runs. Well, first of all, she shoots. Yeah, and then it turns out to be a, a toy pistol. But the sound effect is of a real gun. Yes, and like to the point where in the new dub, like he doesn't say it in the in the original Japanese, but in the new dub, remember it goes was oh it was a toy sounded real though mm. <laughs> like it definitely made a gunshot noise mm-hmm. and usagi has a little flower dart on her forehead and so usagi then, having just experienced a work crime goes yeah. home oh and by the way everybody talks about chibi's hair like everybody's like oh yeah you know odango's that's my signature hairstyle nobody talks about the luna pee <laughs> and how it looks like luna like specific like it's not just a black cat it's a black cat with a crescent moon on its head well like, I mean, and it's a floating com- robotic companion. Yeah. Also, it's a floating <laughs> robot. Yes, I mean that that would probably be the bigger issue for a lot of people. But like, no one talks about it. But you know, if if Chibi Jordan showed up and had a float, like you would probably recognize your cat's head, right? In, oh yeah, in, in floating sphere form, little scapy pee, so, some some phantasm shit. <laughs> nobody mentions it like nobody ever mentions it luna doesn't mention it no it has a it has a a force field of uh disbelief around it i don't know (laughs) as as well it should uh so usagi goes home goes into her room and it has been trashed and she immediately like like it has been like trashed and searched (laughs) like the apartment has been tossed uh and she immediately suspects shingo 
which uh, does not speak well to Shingo's relationship with Usagi, and uh, yells at him for it. But then Shingo responds with, what the hell are you talking about? Which I think is pretty funny. Uh, and then Usagi notices that hiding behind Shingo is uh, Chibiusa. This little devil child. Little devil child. Giving her, the, giving her the hairy eyeball. The one you just shot her. Yeah, the one who shot her in the forehead earlier. with a gun. Yep, all true. Uh, who who knows about the silver crystal? Yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, so she goes home, and Mrs. Sukino tells Usagi that her cousin Usagi will be staying with us starting today. Oh, yeah, we, but we first we get this little weird flashback of Usagi and Mamoru just like thinking about what just happened and being like, mm-hmm. hmm. It was very interesting. It's very it was very strange. weird that a girl fell from the sky. <laughs> it just is a really weird scene to me of just them being like, hmm, hmm. We'll have to, we'll have to sleep on this, I guess. I don't want to, want to jump, jump into any conclusions. This episode so, yeah. has some great ex- Usagi explosions. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. She keeps freaking out from this point on for the rest Which? of the episode. She is freaking out. Yeah, because she's being gaslighted yes, by a child. By a child. Yes. Like, yeah. she doesn't have a cousin. She's never had a cousin. And her family's like, what are you talking about? We've always had a cousin. Here are all these photos of your cousin with us. And, like, the toy gun thing is, like, like seems to me like something that a desperate child would do. Like, a desperate child would, you know, be like, oh, you know, I'm going to pretend this is a real gun. And, yeah. and, you know, get some answers. This shit is a level of of manipulate like this is a level of crime <laughs> and manipulation like she's falsifying records she's brainwashing people like yeah. this is i mean first of all this has to come from the lunapay like lunapay's got to be like you need to tell them you're her cousin and yeah. also kill the neighbors <laughs> like there's some weird shit going on yeah uh well but yeah uh yeah, because I, I, I mean, because yes, they, the first thing they do when Yusagi's like, we don't have a cousin, is they bring out the photos. They bring out a photo album of entirely real seeming pictures of yeah. of Rini and and Yusagi hanging out together. Uh, and her family's like, oh yeah, she came for New Year's. Don't you remember that? It was great. And she's like, Yusagi's so mad. And it's and like, I'm, did like, she Photoshop these? Like, what <laughs> what happened? How did these happen? And the worst part is. Chibi oozes like, don't you remember Big Sis? Like, to- uh, yeah, yeah, like it, like, and and again, that makes it like that's so manipulative and annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's sinister, manipulative, and also annoying. Yeah, and that makes it really like that makes it really hard to like Chibi Usa yep. for like the rest Ever? of the season. <laughs> yeah, yes. well, and also like. And especially if you never get to the end of of the Black Moon Clan stuff, right? Right. Like if this is all you ever see of of Chibiusa, which for most American viewers it probably was, like you never get to see any of this get resolved in a satisfactory way. And there, like when Chibiusa, like as as she progresses through the Black Moon Clan, and she and she, you know you kind of she has that those like pathetic moments, so, you know the moments where you're supposed to feel for her, but then like the like. Right after she'll do that, she'll do something like hit on Mamaru, or she'll do something, <laughs> yep. yeah, or she'll do something like really like psychotic and like manipulative, like right after she does that. And so it's this really the way that they do Chibi Usa in the anime is really jarring. And there's a lot of whiplash, yeah, to it. Like, there's a lot of wait, are we supposed to like her or not? Like, angel or devil? Yeah, like the questions in the title are not usually this hard to answer no and it's it's really frustrating too like as a viewer because you just you want to you know 
it's also like she is a five-year-old you know like even me who hates children whatever like even like i want to feel for this child who is alone but like it's re- like the show never no it doesn't you. it never really like eventually again there are moments it just where they makes cry, you think it's just those moments it's not it just makes you to. think that uh that future memoru and usagi are terrible parents which i do buy yeah 100 percent buy that Absolutely. So, hold on, hold on. Because what happens is Yusagi gets a slight bit of relief when she looks down at Luna and Luna shakes her head, being like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is good to have, like, she has Luna so that she doesn't, she's not like, I need to check myself into a mental hospital right now <laughs> because I don't know what's going like, on. Like, how, like, this is not as horrible as Naru's life in general, but like how horrible for Usagi. What a horrible afternoon. Right. Uh, so then Usagi goes to bathe in the blood of virgins. No. To stay young. I'm going to go on a limb and say that naked Usagi in a bath bombed bathtub is not in the deke version. You would be surprised that it is really? in the deke tub, but they, they've edited it. Now, here's okay. the, here's the they, thing. They, do they put her in a towel? No. They make the water entirely opaque. Okay. The water is blood, man. No, <laughs> it is completely red. But the, although the weird part about that is not even that, it, because this is a weird, this is a weird scene in the original because yes. they just draw her naked and then yes. they just, and then she comes mostly out of the water and you see her boobs and she just doesn't have nipples. Yes. It's super awkward. Uh, and they do that scene too in the deep dub. They just add like steam or something like it's like <laughs> there's like white out so it's like whited out so you can't see her, her breasts it's very strange i don't know why they would make that choice what a weird weird choice to make so uh then it looks and because it, it doesn't have to be a bath scene like this could have been anything no. first of all it's like he's been in this bathtub presumably for a while the bath bomb has taken effect <laughs> you know she she's chilling out luna's outside and Usagi's like just you know on a rant and then it it looks for all the world like Usagi farts and then a little bubble that comes up it's like a surprise and looks down and then she smells her own fart yes yeah then she sniffs why very odd. why does that happen why that is so does strange and then a child and a robotic floating cat head come out of the water and uh it's first of all Chibiusa does not know how to wear a shower cap her hair is all kinds of out yeah and they fight in the bathtub, and Luna comes in and goes, eh, Sagi's not in any, like, real danger. Yeah, yeah. Luna gives up hard in this episode. <laughs> Luna's like, well, at least it doesn't seem like her life's in danger. And Luna's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm out. <laughs> I am done checking out. Good night. <laughs> I am going to bed. Stay strong. <laughs> and then comes the cute part of the episode that you guys probably barf during, uh, where no, Luna goes... Luna goes. It's very cute for a young girl to have a crush. Yes, it's very cute. Yeah, Luna is like, well, try you know, try to relax. It'll be everything will be okay. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Mamachan loves me. Yay! <laughs> uh, then, like, also, Luna never mentions the Luna P, even when Luna gets hit by it. Nope. Right. It, that thing attacks her. So they start fighting in the middle of the night with Chibusa crawling into Usagi's shirt. Usagi's pajamas yes she's in her clothes she's not even under just under the covers she's in her clothes with her and then shingo mama and papa show up and uh mama and papa are wearing like full-on like victorian night clothes (laughs) 
like dad has taken off his button down shirt and put on another button down shirt and mama has put on a dress so has and so he, is chibi look at chibi's outfit it's frilly and, then, and lacy and like with like like the you know like the like the collar the lacy collar and like she's yeah. wearing one ridiculous nightgown as well and then it's like aiden said like it's like we've all had that experience of you know a younger relative or someone like doing something and then lying about yeah. it and it makes you hate them ah so like you know uh chibiusa comes in the bedroom like where's a fucking silver crystal i'm gonna <laughs> kill you i'm gonna slit your fucking throat <laughs> and then he's like, he's like what the fuck get out of my bedroom you, you little monster and then all the family comes in and chibiusa's like why are you mad at me big sis i don't want to love you uh, and it's like i hate it like, i hate it they they lean so hard into making her unlikable in this episode it's like really uh, insult for her in this episode in the deke was they call her i think it was in this scene yusaki calls her flamingo head <laughs> that's pretty good like. yeah that was pretty her, good. her odongos do look like her ponytails do look like a flamingo so we're not even we haven't even done a villain fight yeah we're <laughs> not even <laughs> not halfway close. into the episode yet no so back at the black moon clan they're looking for rabbit uh they have not found her uh so they call up they skype in with wise man the great wizard who, who queen barrel works that ball yeah he he like i i feel like it would have been a great reveal if wise man is actually queen barrel because he like you know his hands come out and he immediately starts working that crystal ball swirling that energy uh but that is not what is going to happen sadly queen barrel is is mega dusted of course so uh he reveals that they want to destroy the despicable city of crystal tokyo uh and for that they need the silver crystal that's here in the juban district later we're gonna get into some stuff with energy points and crystal points or whatever but right now they just need to find the silver crystal and so Rubius says he will find and destroy Rabbit without fail. I'm going to murder a child. So that's our act break, everybody. So fan yourselves off. So they're looking at round two. They're looking at the picture of Usagi and Chibi, and they have brought it to Ray. So that Ray can do magic because that's her sight. You know, she's one quarter monster and she has psychic powers. Order monster psychic powers. <laughs> so she does the Rin Kyoto Shakai Jin Ritsu Zaizen uh, stuff. And you know, ca- cast into the flames. And she's real. She's real rude to Usagi. Rude as hell. <laughs> That's a rude ass thing to say to your friend. It is. She said, "Yeah." So, what the what she learns from looking at this photo is that kimono is way too nice for Usagi. In the English version, she says, "Your ass is fat as hell in this kimono." No, she yes, does not. She, she yeah. says, "She says this kimono really makes your butt look big." Wow, like Ray! Yeah, Ray Hino. That's rude, Ray. Ray Quarter Monster Hino. You apologize to your friend. My problematic face. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, the other you, four you, scouts. You, you're mad at us for not being nice to her, re- uh, listeners. Yeah. Listeners, just. Uh, I mean, again, to be fair, that is way harsher than this kimono is too nice for you. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, like, the English version real like just went. They hard. ramp it up. But yeah, no, Ray can't find anything evil about the about the about the picture which is you know probably that that is foreshadowing that you know yeah which is uh, not actually evil just shitty just willing to poison just shitty (laughs) she's about to to, you know she's about to uh i don't even know what offensive thing to say about what she's about to do it's pretty bad so grandpa is just bringing the girl some treats some snacks you know 
like it does. In the in the original Japanese, he says, uh, hi there, cutie. Yeah. But they again they try to soften that in the new dub with he's like, Oh hey, little girl. Uh, <laughs> I think he I don't think make... he meant that kind of cutie. No, he, yeah, I, 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 I don't think he did like, either, but hey, I, I one. I feel like they they made the choice to not have him say hi there, cutie. Sure. So have we have we mentioned that uh, Chibi Usa can make the Luna P transform into anything she wants? No, we, by she dribbling hasn't done it that like yet. a basketball. By dribbling it like a basketball. Well, she does happens. now. Right. This is it. That happens. She turns into a baby bottle. Also, Grandpa's not bothered by this. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> trick. And she starts. One time I turned into a monkey monster. (laughs) And she doesn't even have to say what she wants to transform it in. She just apparently thinks it because, I mean, again, even if you look at it, you'd think, okay, that is milk. But she's going, she's adding it to the tea and he's going, no, it doesn't need milk. It doesn't need milk. And she's like, what is she going to say? Milk. Luna P transform into a baby bottle full of poison. Like, that's weird, right? A baby bottle full of, like, you know, like roofies. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's knockout drops. She yeah. slips him a Mickey. Oh, uh, Deke change. She doesn't uh, turn them into knockout drops, but they actually go further in the other direction. She she uh, makes this stuff and she's putting it in and, and she says to Grandpa, if I get uh, something like if when I give this to someone, they'll believe anything I tell them. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, used to explain the whole situation. You can say, oh, she gave this milk to the family as well. Mm, OK, but in the in the Japanese, she just goes, oh, no, this is a sedative. Yeah, this is this is a sedative. Yeah, this is morphine. Yeah, and then she <laughs> morphine. She, pops, she pops the baby bottle into Grandpa's mouth, and he falls backwards immediately. Yes. She goes, "No, this is this is a milk. This is a sedative." And then she takes the tray, and I and then it. she transforms, and then she transforms into Grandpa. Which where does where is she getting all of these superpowers? I guess I from the Luna P. Wait, hang like, on. Actually, I, does she transform into Grandpa, or does the Luna yes. P transform into Grandpa? The no. Luna P might transform into Grandpa, but it talks like. It is no. She transforms because Grandpa then transforms back into Chibiusa. Oh, does he? Yes. Okay. I thought. I, I thought. Last night, just me too. You. But we thought. We thought. I thought it was. You know, All right. Well, we'll look. We'll look. The math book shows up. <laughs> a good old math book uh, tells like because because uh, Ray tells Usagi that she like, you're probably making this up. You're probably just looking for attention, which is like <laughs> so messed up, dude. Yeah. If you lived in the Juban district, if you were a sailor scout, what would someone have to tell you where you would not immediately believe it? <laughs> well, maybe people are right. abusing it all the time. Like we, you know, we talked about this uh, and then I were watching The Flash and it's like, yeah, if we lived in that world and Jay Garrick showed up and said, hey, I'm the Flash from another dimension. Like, it's like, yes, that makes perfect sense. Yes. We fought a talking psychic super gorilla. Yeah. So at this point, oh, like, so yes, dumb. I fully believe you. I love I love it. The Flash is so fun. Do you not love Gorilla Grodd? Because I do. I've watched every episode of The Flash and I just go, oh, God, it's so dumb. Although the most recent episode. I watched I hated. it and go, oh, my God, this is so much fun because it is so dumb and comic booky. <laughs> oh, insult to comic books. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. Did you not know they have telepathic psychic super gorillas? No, in, that's uh, not. Comic- no, you're exactly right. It's not the telepathic <laughs> super gorilla that is dumb. Like, it's the way they react to him that is just like really stupid. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. True. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and, and also not to like, like who they decide to not tell about the uh, oh, bear. Yeah. Nuts. It's everyone. Know, everyone can know about the flash except for the person who Barry wants to make out with. Yes. Yes. Currently. At, yeah, at any given point. <laughs> Uh, 
but yeah like what like how is somebody gonna look at sailor moon and say oh yeah this weird stuff that's happening to you you're it's probably just stress really was it just stress when the two new students who came to our school turned out to be servants of a giant evil tree that was drinking energy <laughs> and we're sending card monsters after us. Was that just us? What, Hey, what about when all the local businesses turned out to be plots to put people in comas? What about when millionaire doll enthusiast Max Field Stanton turned out to want to murder us? Why don't you go tell Naru she's just stressed? <laughs> oh, poor Naru. You, don't drag you her into dick. it. You jerk. Well, don't worry about it. Somebody here has their priorities straight because Amy lets them know they should focus on the real job of a middle school, middle school student studying studying for high school exams. Yeah. Thanks, math book. Good job. <laughs> and everybody goes. Ugh. I like Amy, but I don't like Amy. <laughs> she's a she's a stick in the mud. Like Amy's great, but she's like, Ugh. like in this, like she has really gone. She's leaning into it. She's leaning into her. Uh, her her one thing yes uh now now how how does uh how does Reenie know that grandpa's a lech because <laughs> she opens no, I just assume she just assumes because she opens the uh the drugging them gambit with with pretending to be a lech oh you girls are incredibly cute as always anybody want to go on a date <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, here's what i'll say in positive to ray ray is it's pretty great her dismissive uh get out of here go go away grandpa go away. okay like spoiler okay spoiler warning but like everyone ends up living forever right <laughs> the end of sailor moon everyone ends up living in their their best life and their perfect immortal bodies in crystal tokyo forever right sure does that mean grandpa <laughs> Sure. Is Grandpa around in Crystal Tokyo? Does Rini know Grandpa? Maybe. Maybe that's why. You're right. There you go. Maybe so. Maybe she knows future Grandpa. I, Grandpa's a million years old. Like, let me die. Please, Usagi. I honestly love the animation of Ray dismissing him and just being like, get yes, out of here. Like get out of here. Hand waving him. Go, 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 go. So uh, Usagi goes hard on the, uh, on bean. the bean paste buns. Her gluttony saves her. Her gluttony saves her. Because everybody else, uh, instead of going for the food, takes a drink, and then they are all knocked out. And I told Aiden last night, the amount of sedative you would have to give to knock out Makoto would kill Amy. <laughs> like, there is no way that the same dose can knock everyone out without there being some big consequences for for Minako and, uh, and Amy. They, they do get knocked out by, like, a sip. They yes. go, like, dead. Not dead. <laughs> Unconscious, I mean. And then, yeah, then Grandpa comes back, very excited that everybody's... Uh, no, it, it does turn into... Grandpa does turn into the Luna P. Oh, okay, I was wrong. Yeah. Grandpa turns into the Luna P. And, uh, but uh, Sailor Moon is nowhere to be found because she was hiding. And this is probably the best part of the episode. She grabs... She grabs Rini like the child that she is and just puts her over her knee and smacks her butt like five times. Going like... <laughs> what what are you doing here? Smack, smack. Just I mean, like I you say do to a child. Who, I say this is someone who is not a parent. I don't like I don't believe in like spanking your children. Also, if your child pulls a gun on you and then tries to poison you, I'll I'll give you a that's, pass on that that's, one. That's that's spanking. And if your child is dabbling in chemicals, <laughs> then yeah, that's a spanking. So Chibi starts crying, obviously, because that's what happens when you hit your kid. 
they start crying. And she has crying powers, just like her mom did well, in her mom's first appearance. Yes, slightly different which, one. Slightly different. Well, I didn't I didn't get that until I didn't point it out. But yes, she has crying powers. Yeah. Yes, slightly, slightly. Um, I mean, no, no the reason I, I, I don't, it's not like I'm in favor of hitting children. <laughs> First of all, by the way, not in the dub. Uh, in the dub, they he, she just picks her up, and she has her hand up like she's gonna hit her, but they never actually show her hitting her. But but no, it, I just like it because it's that thing of just in the end, it's she's just a child. Like you can just grab a child. <laughs> like, that's how it works. They're just children. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. just a tiny little child. She just walks over and grabs her and goes, "Stop it! Just cut it out!" Yeah. But again, she is like. She's scheming like an adult. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yes. The, again, the toy gun thing I buy as being a kid, like poisoning people so you can go through their shit is like, yeah, there's a lot of tonal whiplash. That's something that I wouldn't do. Yeah. Now, I think so, the thing that's giving her this power that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure it's the key, if I remember correctly. Is it? I'm, I think so. That's why I said the key is relevant earlier. I, I think. I think that's how I remember. I think the key is the thing that's protecting her. Am I crazy? I thought she just like hulks out yeah, and her and like, her moon powers activate because yeah. she gets her her crescent on her forehead. Yeah, just like just like Usagi did in yeah. the first. Oh, right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just remember it wrong. Meanwhile, so, across town, uh, this is great. Okay, <laughs> so they're trying to find Chibiusa. The Black Moon Clan is trying to find Chibiusa. So Cohen has just gone to a playground where there's a bunch of five year olds and is or, is like bending down to look at everyone's forehead. And it's a great scene because, I mean, go if you don't know what Cohen looks like, if you don't know what Cassie looks like, go look her up. She is five feet of leg. She's five feet of leg. She's wearing a gigantic feathery tutu, a pink pinstriped bodysuit, and has, like, cat ears. Cat ear hair. Yeah. And she's just, like, in this crowd of children. Uh, and, and also there are a couple attempting to look up her skirt for a very brief second. One's, one's got his finger up his nose. When you yeah. say attempting, it's not like it's difficult. <laughs> Her skirt well, no, just it's like is up in the air. <laughs> yeah, there's no, but there's no, like, there's nothing, just, there's no up under her yeah, skirt. It's no, like a she's weird, wearing a bodysuit, like so yeah. It's a large belt, yeah. more than anything. It's a, like a foot-wide feathery belt. But I love that, I love this look of Cohen, like, just lifting up people's hair and looking at their foreheads and going, no, <laughs> not you. Not you. <laughs> like, this is the Black Moon Clan's plan. <laughs> this is them scouring the Juban district. I feel like in... Uh, so so then she shows up at the at the temple, like, a second later. I feel like in these shots, she looks like Marina Sirtis. <laughs> That's what she looks like to me. Who? Talking about Counselor Troy? Counselor Troy. I think she looks like Counselor Troy here. A little bit. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Talking talk about uh, Matriarch Benezia? I love... I love... Katsy's outfit so it's, much. It's a really it's so great good. Design. I want those shoes. I love the huge jewel on her forehead. I love her teleporting earrings. I love it all. It's all beautiful. Yeah, it's a great look. So while while Cohen is looking at the for all the children, uh, like the Chibiusa is crying so hard that it like creates an aurora borealis over the Hakawa shrine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Katsy goes there and goes, "Oh, what's up, rabbit?" <laughs> Like, which is funny because she recognizes her on site. I guess because she sees the crescent. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, well, if you knew what she looked like, why are you messing with those <laughs> other kids? But wait, wait. <sighs> Again, I just am forgetting. I thought that the 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 
that's what I'm talking about. I thought that the like laser effect was because of the key. I thought that's like her being like, no, if she's in danger, like she's going to get taken home again. No, because later that's what happens. It's like there's an episode where she gets left at school and she's really sad and she starts crying. And she, it's only when she is crying that that happens. Okay. Not the key. Yeah. Or maybe because of the key, maybe the key channels the powers, but it's definitely the crying is the is the impetus. Yeah, and it's the moon on her forehead that's shooting out the light. Yeah. So, I guess. <laughs> now, Look, the visuals are weird. So, Katsy tries to uh, shoot fire at Usagi and misses. And then if you're well, wondering... Kat, first, Katsy introduced, well, oh, Cohen sure. introduced herself as the youngest of the four Spectre sisters. And Usagi goes, the four Scarecrow sisters? <laughs> Which she's not, like, trying to burn her. Like, she just, like, Usagi doesn't know words. <laughs> Maybe they sound similar in Japanese. Uh, and, and Cohen's response to that is, you're an eyesore. Uh, Which I love, Cohen. She's great. Yeah, you'll die first. Now, I love Cohen's uh, action pose, too. Like, her big, twisty, bouncy thing she yeah. does. It's great. Uh, she tries to, you're right, she tries to set Usagi on fire. Sets Ray's manga collection on fire. Usagi immediately goes to put that out while a five-year-old is in danger in front of her. And if you were wondering if you would get upskirt shots of a little girl, congratulations. It's your lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For certain values of lucky, I guess. <laughs> I, and I love, I love Usagi then goes, I don't know who you are, but you seem evil. So in that case, and then transforms. <laughs> um, <laughs> tried to set Ray's manga collection on fire. When In the Katsy version, in the Deke version, where they call her Katsy, they, they put in a lot of stuff. Now, maybe this becomes more obvious later, but like they put in a lot of stuff about like makeup and stuff. Like She's constantly talking about her makeup. And like, she doesn't do it constantly in this episode, but like when they get in the fight, like the big kind of turning point in the fight, and I wrote this down because it's so great, is that like Katsy gets knocked to the ground and then comes up and says, how dare you rub my fine face in the dirt? Die. <laughs> and then right. like the kind of the last thing we see of her in the episode is her like, like reapplying, her, reapplying eyeliner. her eyeliner. But she's OK. This is the thing that you guys won't get. Uh, but she's actually reapplying eyeliner in her waterline. Which is uh, uncomfortable, and uh, it's a great effect, but it's definitely uncomfortable and definitely takes skill. And so I 100% understand why Katsu's so pissed. Because <laughs> that kind of look takes effort. It's, it's, I get it. I understand, Katsu. Yeah, so they get into a big fight. The fight is is pretty basic, basic except that uh, Usagi does try moon halation, and uh, it is dodged. So it might be time for a new move upgrade. Yay. Is it dodged? Oh, I, I, for some reason I thought... Yeah, like, Katsy, like, actually gets out of the way of it. I mean, is the implication that no one else could have done that? <laughs> like, well, she's... no, because they're not, they're not moon bubbles in place. They, like, when you get hit with, with uh, mercury bubbles, you just kind of have to stand there looking around. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying the reason that it missed is because Amy's not here to... <laughs> exactly. Silverman has to use... Silverman uses... Sailor body attack, by the way, which is just oh. literally like jumping on her from a high place. Yes, that is the best. The fact that how, she how calls it out. Dirt. Uh, in, in Japanese, it's how dare you rub dirt on my face. And in the, the Viz dub, it's how dare you rub dirt on my fine face, <laughs> which I like a little extra, a little extra ego. So Katsy's getting ready, or Cohen is getting ready to shoot some fire at Usagi. And then a rose shows up. Evil flames of death are ugly and despicable. Uh, That's something people say. So then Tuxedo Mask shows up and 
<sighs> this is still happening. I love the shoes. I love Katsy's shoes. So with the distraction provided by Tuxedo Mask, we try to get some moon halation. Doesn't work. Uh, Cohen bails. <laughs> Cohen's <laughs> like, peace out, Sailor Scout. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I'm still fun. watching the halation happen. It takes a long time. Us too. <laughs> yeah, us too. The, no, yeah, but the, she hits the, her. Like, she hits her. She hits her. Does she hit her? I thought she dodged. No, I think she hits her and just didn't. Yeah, in fact, Sailor Moon's all happy. She goes, I, I did it. And I think nothing happens. No, she it's hard to teleported. Say. She, she, she dodges. Because the next time we see her, she's behind her, and then she teleports out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's unclear, but okay. So Tuxedo Mask carries uh, Chibiusa back, and <laughs> it seems someone's after this child's life. <laughs> thanks. Good. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, buddy. Ben. And then he falls in and love then, with her. Yeah. And then they, they bond, like in Twilight. <laughs> and then he has he has a little vision of Crystal Tokyo in the future. Yep. Of the planet Krypton <laughs> from the 1978 Superman movie. He's not sure why. Tuxedo and mask. Then... <laughs> Tuxedo mask. Huh? Huh? What? Uh? Nothing. Sorry, I was. Uh... He feels he feels paternally towards this small child. Yeah, which which is how he should feel towards children. Yes. He should feel paternal towards children. And she thinks uh, that he's so warm, just like daddy. Yes. In case you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> in case we're not. In case we're not there yet. And then you say, oh. Cassie, uh reapplying that that lash line eyeliner and uh, calling Tuxedo a really smug bastard. Yeah, some real smug bastard calling himself <laughs> Tuxedo Mask, which is great. That's that's the next T-shirt after we get the kind-headed girl genius and hot-headed psychic T-shirt. The next one's a real smug bastard. Oh, I see what you're talking about about putting on her her uh, her eyeline. Yeah, that's that looks painful. It it is is uncomfortable. You kind of deal with it though. So, in the end, Rini is sleeping in Usagi's bed, and Usagi is just like, oh, look, when she's asleep, she's not horribly annoying, and I almost feel like I might like her. And then yeah. they sleep. She's unconscious. Yeah, yeah. And then they both fall asleep and squish Luna, and you see that they both sleep in the same way, like mirror image to each other. Just in case you haven't got it. <laughs> the see, that's end. What, this is what I mean. Like, it's total... Like, she literally just poisoned all the Sailor Scouts, and now it's yeah. like... Oh, by the way, we don't see the other Sailor Scouts for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, are still yeah. out. They are knocked out. And it's like, oh, she's a cute little girl. It's like, no, well, she also did this stuff. <coughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that we never yeah. see them again. That's pretty funny. Yeah, we do not, like, they're dead. They're probably dead. They're probably Grandpa dead. Grandpa and the other four Scouts are, like, dying. Grandpa, for sure. Cause, Grandpa's dead. Yeah, because yeah. the Sailor Scouts just got a few drops in yeah. each of them. Grandpa he got had, the bottle. Yeah. And he's old. He's a, he's a dead man. in good shape, though. He's half monkey demon. <laughs> no, he's uh, all monkey demon. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's all monkey demon. He's Gigi. He's he's all, like, Ray's quarter demon. Ray might have survived. Right. Ray might have survived because she's quarter monster. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's the end of our episode with like okay, like this horrible child now. I love that episode, uh, Jordan. I yep. feel like we learned a lot from this episode. What were we supposed to learn? Do we have well, a Sailor Moon says? We do, but I have some news about that. Uh, okay. I think it's a recycled one. Oh, okay. So let's listen to it. I, I, it doesn't use any clips from this episode. For sure. Let's listen to it, and maybe you'll remember that we've heard it before. Uh, here it is. Jealousy can be a terrible monster. It can make a really nice person cruel and short-sighted. Everyone gets jealous sometimes because of something someone else owns, like a brand new bike, or because they're more popular, or because they stole someone else's boyfriend. The point 
is. You can't let it eat you alive. Right, there are too many other great things going on. So concentrate on them, and pretty soon, whatever you're so jealous about won't seem so important. So don't fall into the jealousy trap, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a recycled one. I think I think that's from the uh, the water spirit episode. I think I think you might be right. Uh, but yeah, like, does that really have a lot to do with what we learned in this episode? What with well, Usagi being instantly jealous of a five year old being hugged by her? Yeah. 53 year old boyfriend. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. See, that's the thing is we'll find out next episode if this is the start of a pattern of them going, ah, fuck this. Or if this is just a one off where my guess would be what happened was they were like, well, what's the Sailor Moon says about this time? And they were like, well, obviously it's about jealousy because of the jealousy thing. And then somebody was like, didn't we do a jealousy one? Can we just use that again? Like, did it, was it specific? Yeah, but do you think they, I think, I think they literally forgot to do one. You think so? Because yeah, because like when have they ever let, like when would they not have just gone, Oh, well, let's just make it about something else like recycling or, being good to your parents well they made it like, about recycling by using the old one. Oh, good point <laughs> sorry and we'll start with you it's time for sailor business says what did you learn from this episode of sailor moon uh five-year-olds are only uh are only good when they're sleeping <laughs> or when they're listening to this show <laughs> jordan what did you learn from this episode i well i i legit learned about a a, a war crime i was not aware of but <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> my my little rain cloud. <laughs> That's a war crime. <laughs> That's an atrocity. <laughs> Did you learn anything else, Jordan? Um yeah, I also learned that you can <laughs> that you can threaten people's lives and drug them and uh, they'll eventually just forgive you and think you're one of the crowd. I learned that if you're a kid and there's someone who has something you want, like a toy or a game, like say it's your mom or like an older sister, you can just tear up their room or poison them or pull a gun on them and demand it. And that's totally fine. Yep. Sailor Moon Sailor says. says. <laughs> so yeah, um, this episode, like, I think it's a good episode. I think it's a like a solid episode, but man, it is Chibiusa is totally all over the map tonally. And well, and she never really that never changes. Yeah, like I, I don't know. That's probably everyone's problem with Chibiusa, probably. Yeah, where it stems from, anyway. Right? She doesn't. It, it's not that she never gets better. She never gets consistent. Yeah. And she always kind of stays like as a really annoying kid like if she if she grew into a child who we were supposed to have sympathy for that would be one thing but she just kind of continues to be ill-behaved and terrible with like little pockets of sympathetic scenes it's not it's not it's not great she's not a great character yeah yeah i think you're i think you're you're right like it's and she goes so hard into, but why are you being so mean to me? It's like, <laughs> you manipulative little asshole. Right. Like She's terrible. Look, she's Because she doesn't do enough stuff that's, like, way over the top to be, like, cartoonishly enjoyable, like, in the scene with the, the pistol. Like, instead they do stuff that, like, real children do that is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, like the lying. Like yeah, but at least but the thing about stealing. that is with those things, those children who do those things, you probably still love them. Like, because, you, again, you're talking about, like, your younger sibling who, you yeah. know. Makes... But, like, I'm sure there are parents who listen who are, who are like, no, that's what children are. Like, they're really annoying and then you love them. But, like, none of us are parents. Yeah, sure. but also, like, that's just a child that showed up. 
Like we yeah. like at this point, yeah, this we have spent as much time with Chibi Usa as Usagi has. This is the yes. dawn. This is the dawn of the of the of the yeah. uh, Dawn Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Totally ripped off. <laughs> like everything else in this show. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I I, I don't I guess I guess I, I really don't have a maternal bone in my body so I I find it very I find children very frustrating and so I find maybe more realistic children like child characters I find them just as annoying Chibi is a, a, is interesting because you know it's it obviously it's an obvious raising of the stakes right and, and you know I think we talked about this where you know the first season is all about you know, something from the past, something from the silver millennium uh, coming back. And this episode is like trying to make sure that the future is okay. Mm-hmm. And people coming from the future. Uh, and that makes for an interesting contrast. And I feel like Chibiusa, you know, as evidence of that is an interesting idea, but then she also kind of just is a permanent addition to the cast. Yeah. <laughs> so she comes and goes, I, I, I don't think she's in for at least the rest of our. Yeah. Yes. She's at least around. She eventually for the rest becomes of our... a sailor scout. Yeah. No. No. I she know. Becomes... I know. But I don't think. I don't think she's there for for most of S. I don't think she's in most of S. I know she comes yeah. back for Super S, and I don't think she's around for Stars. I could be mistaken. I can't remember. Uh, as as people know, I've only seen up through R. Yep. So like for me, like uh, she is at least permanent for this season. <laughs> sure. And how it works? <laughs> I mean, she's she's you know as permanent as Queen Barrel. She's, yes, yes, she's, yes, absolutely, absolutely. 100%. She, she's more permanent than Moonlight Night. Yes, she's a regular so, cast addition yeah, for this season. Yeah, yes, I, and and you know, off and on after that. But you know, like Doctor Pulaski. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Of course, exactly, exactly. Like Doctor Pulaski, another show that ripped this off five years before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Takeuchi makes America takes. That's what I say about that. So yeah, that. That's the end. I do. I do think the episode is good. Um, the I think it's great. The episode's really good. It's well structured. It's really well animated too. This is a big step up from the from the last one. I really like R in general. I really like this this next arc uh-huh. of like figuring out who Chibiusa is. Even if I don't, even if I find Chibiusa grating at times, I think that the idea is great, and I think that all the future stuff is great. And I think I, th- I actually I like Mamoru a little bit more. In this arc, I like Future him. Mamoru is the worst. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But present Mamoru is actually I can you know I like him a lot more in this arc yep. than I have in the past. So yeah. that does it. Uh, that does it for episode sixty of uh, Sailor Moon. Thanks for having me, guys. This is like really fun to be on. Oh, it's thank a you pleasure. for coming back here. It's always it's always nice to have you on. It's nice to talk to you. We should uh, mention so yeah, um, that does it. We should mention that uh, it is the end of the year, so we will probably uh, take a, a gentle break, a gentle holiday break, right? Take off uh, a little bit for uh, uh, Christmas and New Year's. Uh, by the way, if you couldn't tell, this was our episode where we uh, uh, announced the winner of the fan fiction contest. Uh, so congratulations to our winner, uh, Helen. Thank you so much for for your submission. It really uh, made us laugh, and we had a good time with it. Uh, but I do want to say to everyone else, thank you so much uh, for writing in. Jordan and I read all all the submissions, everyone's submissions, and they were all really really fun. There were some really fun ones. Do you want do you want to just like uh, do some quick shout outs of like moments and things we liked? I don't, but only because I feel like if we leave people out, they'll be bad. Don't feel bad. That's true. But like, seriously, we did read them all and they were all like a really good time. Like Jordan and I were talking. Uh, Some people like wrote kind of, you know, sillier ones. Uh, Some people wrote ones that were just like, here is what they would say on the show. And it's like funny how 
much you guys kind of captured our voices. Thank you all for that. And again, you know, it's the end of another year. So thank you for uh, supporting the show and us. We really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll get to do another contest sometime and we'll we'll pick something else and, and have some fun. So, like we, we get, had Kodansha. Where's that? Where's Viz at? Where's, where's, <laughs> when's Viz going to step up to the plate? Come on, guys. But thank you. Aiden, where can everybody find you online? I'm on Twitter at goodness Aiden. That's A-I-D-A-N. Do not at me about the Japanese age of consent. Or me. Or at Sailor Business. <laughs> or or me. <laughs> no, send it all to Crack Shop. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, where can everybody find you on Twitter? I am at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And uh, also, I should mention Jake Mason, who edits our show for us. Uh, and he is on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He does another podcast. It's called The Morphin Grid. It's about the Power Rangers. Which uh, you forgot to mention last week, but will maybe be edited back in to last <laughs> week's episode. I'm sure it'll be all right. I trust him. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jake. You can find me at uh, about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. And there's links to everything in there. Twitter, Tumblr, Comixology, where I write some comics, uh, some of which Jordan edits. Uh, so check those out. The show is on Twitter, at Sailor Business. Please follow us, and please, uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, let people know about it. If you have anything that you want to tell us, you can send it to the Twitter account or you can email us at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's a great place to send questions, uh, corrections for us. We we do not mind those. Uh, as hard as it might be to believe, I do not mind being corrected on stuff when it comes to Sailor Moon. <laughs> if you are a lady who would like to be a guest on Sailor Moon, feel free to get in touch with us there. And uh, that about does it. We will be back next week with... What? Oh, no, we won't. We will not be back next week. Uh, we'll be back we'll in the be new back, year. We'll be back in 2016. That's with, a future year. That is a future year. <laughs> with uh, Usagi devastated, Memoru declares a breakup. <gasps> That's terrible. A.K.A. the cosmetic caper. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. Bye-bye. But you're my klutz. Oh, Darian, do you really mean it? Course, meatball head. I love it when you call me that. Selena, you've been eating that sticky caramel bubblegum? Why? Because I think I might be stuck. That stuff's worse than cement.